Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student-athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Bellingham, Washington to Napa, Idaho, and from Seattle, Washington to wherever it is you may be listening, welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Coming up a little bit later in tonight's program, we're going to talk with the Seattle Pacific University women's head soccer coach about the Falcons' great season. Speaking of soccer, we're going to speak with a standout from the Western Washington University men's soccer team, too, a little bit later tonight. And leading off the show this evening on GNAC Insider, well, it's my pleasure to be joined now by Bethany Danner from the Northwest Nazarene University cross-country team. Finished in 21st in a time of 21.7 or 21 minutes, 17.9 seconds, turned all West Region honors at the at the NCAA West Regional Cross Country Meet that was held this past weekend at Western Oregon's Ash Creek Preserve. So, Bethany, top of the top of the program, and uh, tip of the hat to you for a great run there. Thanks for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, let's talk a little bit about that run. 21-17.9, pretty fast, 21st, All-West Region honors because of that. Where was that when you look at your at your personal best? Oh, um, that's definitely, I'd say, a minute and a half faster than I'd ever run before. A minute and a half faster. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised? Okay, that that surprises me. Let me ask you, did that <laughs> surprise you that you had that kind of time then? Um, so our coach has been having us dream really big this season and um, just speaking our potential into us. And so um, he's he's known and he's told me that I have that sort of speed in me. Um, and so I think that that race was the first time that I believed it and I went after it. Um, so I don't, I think I was more focused during the race and after the race on my teammates than I was on, um, running that time. Um, and so it really didn't, uh, when I crossed the finish line and saw 21 on the board, it didn't phase me that much because I was more, I was honestly more focused on, on my teammates, which was a very different experience than I'd ever had. Well, when you talk about your teammates, Northwest Nazarene placed second at the cross-country championships down there in Western Oregon after a fifth-place finish in the GNAC championships. Matter of fact, as I understand it, all five Nighthawk scoring runners finished within a span of less than a minute, within a 58-second gap, ran as a pack, and that helped, obviously, the Nighthawks to that second-place team finish. Was running with your teammates in that close proximity, did that help propel you to your personal best time? Mm, for sure. And I'd even say, um, yeah, that was more of the, like, I don't, I could not have ran that race without them. 
um, we were, <laughs> they were there next to me. Um, we were talking the whole time, reaching back to each other, patting each other on the back, um, just really encouraging each other. And every time that I felt myself falling off of the pack in front of me, one of my girls, Anna or Julia or Sierra, was right there next to me. Um, and that was when they would make a push. Um, and I could feel when they would fall off, that was when I started feeling energized and would make a push forward too. So uh, we really played off of each other's strengths and weaknesses and filled in for each other. Um, it was really a beautiful thing that I uh, hadn't experienced quite like that um, before. You said something very interesting. You said as you're running, you were talking to each other. Give me a little bit of what that conversation was about. Obviously, you're not talking about the weather. You're not talking about schoolwork. But what kind of conversation are you having during a race like that? Yeah, um, a lot of what it looks like for us. We've been working a lot this year um, as a team on learning how to trust each other, learning how to be connected in the race. and. Um, so for a lot of it, it's uh, speaking truth to each other, um, even speaking powerful Bible verses, um, uh, saying that we're running with freedom, um, just like like really powerful truth. We're speaking out to each other. And um, this race, it was, come on, babe. And it was, um, you know, there's nothing hold us, holding us back. It was run with your blinders on. Um, pretty much just for me and for my girls, whatever – is on our mind that's propelling us forward. We speak it out so that um, it helps propel us further saying it out loud, but it also is encouraging my teammate and it's uniting us together because we're in it together. Um, yeah. With that, uh, with that second place finish, the Nighthawks earned one of the region's three automatic bids now to the NCAA division two cross country championships, which comes up November 23rd down there in Sacramento. I would assume after fifth place in the GNAX, second place at the regionals, the Nighthawks have to be really feeling quite confident going into nationals. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of energy on our team. Um, yesterday we were on our run, just, you know, back to normal business and um, we were just very energized um, but we also, our coach keeps reminding us it's, this is another meet. We are the same runners today as we were, you know, four days ago, nothing's changed. We haven't changed. Um, and so, yeah, he's doing a good job at keeping us level headed despite the confidence and the buzz. And, um, so yeah, we definitely have that, like, oh, what, what our coach has been speaking into us, what we thought that we could do. It, we, you know, we did it. Um, it was possible for us to race well, have a phenomenal race as a team together. Um, so that was confidence building for sure. Bethany Danner, Northwest Nazarene women's cross country star. And then, well, now an all West region selection after her 21st place finish at the West regional cross country meet this past weekend down there at Western Oregon is joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Now, you're from McCall, Idaho, you, so you stayed right in your home state to run there at uh, at Northwest Nazarene. What was it about that program that lured you there, or the school, or a combination of academics and athletics? Hmm, that's a great question, and um, kind of a long story. Um, I actually almost didn't go here, but the former coach, um, Perry, Coach Perry, 
um, he recruited me and I had committed to another school, um, had paid my tuition or my, uh, my deposit to that other school and um, actually wasn't going to run um, in college. But this coach, Perry, he kept on um, pushing at me, kept on um, sending emails saying, like, I really feel like you, um, we want you on our team and everything. And uh, that really stood out to me. And uh, I just had a moment one night where I was like, I have to go to NNU. Um, I need to. And so uh, it really was the coaches in the program. And um, as a nice side benefit, which I think is just the amazing way that God works, I ended up at the best education school in the Northwest and um, discovered a huge passion for teaching while I've been here. Uh, so that's been a huge blessing on the side. Yeah, I understand you're going to be going into math education. Is that elementary, middle level? Where, where do you where do you see yourself in the future when you finally uh, when you finally end up in the classroom? Mm, probably secondary. Um, I really so I'm going to have a math major as well, uh, which I'll actually graduate with before my education degree is over. Um, so I really love the higher logical math. Um, and so right now I'm looking more towards like a pre-calculus, calculus, you know, junior, senior in high school level, but I'm not sure. That's very subject to change. Okay. Well, Bethany, we really appreciate you joining us tonight here on GNAC Inside. Congratulations on all West region honors. Congratulations to the Nighthawks. I know that the, the team at Northwest Nazarene is going to represent the GNAC extremely well at the upcoming NCAA Division II cross-country championships coming up later this month down there in Sacramento, California. Good luck to you personally. Good luck to the team. And, boy, oh, boy, I hope you have another tremendous run down there in Sacramento here in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Bethany Danner joining us tonight from down there in Nampa, Idaho. I'm Robert Lowry. This is GNAC Insider, and certainly pleased that you are joining us tonight. From the cross-country circuit, we're going to move on to the soccer field. We're going to talk with Drew Farnsworth. Farnsworth, a men's soccer standout at Western Washington. He'll join us next on GNAC Insider right after this timeout. Central Washington University, the state's most welcoming university. The Economist magazine ranked CWU top in the state for value. And four of the last five years, Central ranked top in the state for diversity. Learn about Central Washington University's more than 135 academic programs at cwu.edu slash admissions. Or by visiting Central Washington University in Ellensburg or at one of their university centers near you. Central Washington University. Welcome to a world-class education. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. As we say hello now to Drew Farnsworth, a soccer junior midfielder at Western Washington University, who uh, on, the, on the year so far, four goals, a couple of assists, 10 points, and the Vikings, his team, clinched the GNAC title with a 1-0 win over Montana State Billington Bellingham on Saturday for the Vikings' first title since 2008. Drew, thank you for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, great to have you. Now, you uh, are playing certainly well this year. The team is certainly playing well this year. Matter of fact, your Vikings are number 19 in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll. 
as a junior, you you've uh, you've put some some uh, play in for the Vikings in in past years. And matter of fact, you were an all GNAC in 2018. So, so talk a little bit about how this team this year is different and uh, obviously maybe even a little bit better in the teams you played for before there in Bellingham. Yeah, uh, it's definitely been a, uh, a long process to get uh, to the title, but um, yeah, it's just been great that we're all close as a team and um we're working hard on the field and implica- implicating what uh coach Briz is setting out for us and yeah it's good to see results on the field well obviously you are seeing results with that with that uh, title the first in since 2008 now ironically enough the Viking women also clinched the GNAC regular season crown last time a GNAC school won both the men's and women's titles 2008 when the Vikings did that I don't know if you were aware of that fact or not but is there a little bit of a friendly rivalry between the two squads this year and does their success propel you to success and is the men's team success helping to propel the women to the success they've had uh I wouldn't say it's a rivalry but I'd say there's definitely a bond there we uh we're all close as a unit as soccer players at Weston, and um, it's good to see the success from both teams, um, especially now that uh, we're heading into the tournament. We can see their preparation and our preparation. Is is that beneficial to you as, as a player? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's good to be in that environment um, where we can see uh, how we uh, work towards the tournament. So, yeah, yeah. it's good. Let's, is there anything in particular that the Vikings have done? Have they, have they played better defensively? Has the offense done something differently? Is there, a, is there a section of the Vikings game that you feel is stronger this year than it was last year? Uh, I think uh, definitely our defense is uh, a lot better than it has been in the past. We have uh, two center halves who are six foot, over six foot giants, um, and they definitely help us score goals as well as defend. So, yeah, it's a contribution and uh, finding the balance between defending and attack. Um, mm. And obviously, we have like the likes of Ryan Schaefer, our our striker who's bagged in nine goals. So that's also really good to see. And yeah, it's good. Now, anybody listening to my conversation with Drew Farnsworth from Western Washington may pick up just a, just a hint of an accent there. You are from Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, and I did a little bit of figuring that's uh, by my count, 7,049 miles away from Bellingham, Washington. How did you manage to go from New Zealand to Bellingham? <laughs> uh, ever since I started high school, I, my uh, dream was to come play U.S. soccer. Um, and, yeah, it's with the support of my parents and my family, uh, I've been able to do that. And uh, I went through, like, a recruiting company, and uh, they helped me out and found Western Washington, it seemed like a nice place and uh i was a little i didn't really know what to expect at first uh coming in but i just 
grabbed onto the opportunity, and here I am. <laughs> well, again, uh, all the way from Auckland, New Zealand. Now, when I think about New Zealand, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know a ton about the country other than the fact I know it's absolutely stunningly beautiful from, from friends who have, have traveled there. But I always think of New Zealand as a country that really kind of gravitates towards rugby. But obviously, you're a soccer standout. How big is the sport of soccer there in New Zealand? (laughs) Well, my dad's a rugby fan. Um, But, uh, yeah, uh, I grew up in a town that was definitely more so rugby. Um, And, yeah, it's definitely getting bigger uh in the in New Zealand uh like soccer is growing at a incredible speed and it's uh it's good to see there's a definitely a large number of players coming over to the US and doing the similar sort of thing that I am Okay, well, interestingly enough, then, what was it about soccer that lured you to go in that direction instead of going with rugby? Because obviously you have tremendous athletic ability. I'm assuming you could have probably played either sport quite quite effectively. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm not the biggest, so those rugby players are quite huge. So, uh, yeah, I my parents started me off playing soccer, and then uh, I just fell in love with it, and I couldn't I couldn't switch to rugby as I was getting older. Okay. Well, Drew, I got two more questions I want I want to pose to you real quick. Number one, how satisfying was it for you personally and the Vikings as a team to win and get the GNAC title there at home? Oh, it was it was special. Uh, proud of proud of the squad and uh, all their contribution to the the title. Uh, especially doing it for the seniors. We have a lot of seniors this year, so it was good to. Uh, get them the win also and um yeah i'm excited for the tournament well okay let's talk about the tournament what do you expect what do the vikings have to do and 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 what do you expect to uh to to see at that tournament there yeah so uh the season's not over for us just because we've won the uh gnac uh, right we still we're still fighting for uh a top four position so that we can host um, in the in the West, and uh, that would really boost our chances of progressing further. Um, and yeah, just making sure that we're we're winning our games, and uh, we want to get an undefeated season in the GNAC. Um, that would also be a bonus. But yeah, it's uh, we'll we'll definitely work towards winning that national title. So, so even though the GNAC's in the, the books, you are still, and I'm assuming your coaches are, are, are making sure this is the case, you're focusing on one match, one uh, what's right ahead of you before uh, getting off into the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the build-up to the tournament is key for us, um, whether it's putting us in a good position uh, yeah. once we get there. Um, we have a tough game this coming week uh, against Simon Fraser on Thursday. Right. Um, so, yeah, that'll definitely put us to the test, and um, I'm sure the boys will be up for it. 
Well, Drew, we really appreciate you making some time for us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Uh, thanks for uh, for making uh, time for us this evening, and uh, good luck as the Vikings continue to play well. Again, number 19 in the latest United Soccer Coaches poll and a GNAC team title for both the Viking men and the Viking women. First time that's happened since 2008. Really appreciate you making time for us tonight and continued success. Thank you for having me. Drew Farnsworth joining us from Bellingham, Washington tonight here on GNAC Insider as we now go around the GNAC. In Monmouth, Oregon, Alaska Anchorage cross-country standout Emma Chalimo won her second consecutive West Region title just two weeks after capturing her second straight GNAC crown. She finished 27 seconds ahead of the runner-up, Dania Holmberg of Seattle Pacific. Well, the GNAC qualified five teams for the NCAA Division II Cross-Country Championships on November 23rd down there in Sacramento. Northwest Nazarene on the women's side will be Alaska Anchorage, Seattle Pacific, and Western Washington. The Western men also earned an at-large invitation to that meet. In Monmouth, Oregon, the Western Oregon football team secured its first-ever GNAC football championship with a 23-21 win over Azusa Pacific on Saturday. Central Washington can claim a share of the GNAC crown with a win at Simon Fraser this weekend. And basketball season underway, the Alaska Anchorage men's team topped Coast Guard 88-78 in the Armed Forces Classic being held up there at the Alaska Airlines Center in Anchorage. The Seawolves topped the GNAC standings with a 3-1 mark. On the women's side, Alaska, Alaska Anchorage, and Western Washington are all still undefeated in non conference play that's what happened around the gnac this past week we'll take a look ahead at what's happening uh, on the gnac schedule a little bit later tonight but uh, coming up next we're going to have the opportunity to talk with rb Busey, seattle pacific head women's soccer coach about the falcons fine season we'll do that when gnac insider resumes right after this timeout every time a student learns something new makes a discovery or helps a team. It's not just good for that student, it's good for the whole community. At St. Martin's University, we know the impact a well-prepared graduate can have on the world. That's why last year, we extended more than $11 million in scholarships to our students. Because the more we invest in them, the brighter the future becomes for all of us. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. As we mentioned going into that last break, Arby Busey, Seattle Pacific head women's soccer coach, joining us now. Arby, thanks for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Absolutely, Rob. Thanks for having me. Fifth year as the head coach there of the Falcons, but you've been there for a while. You served nine seasons with Seattle Pacific as an assistant. You've had a lot of success there for a Falcon squad that has been strong historically in soccer. You've coached the Falcons to three NCAA Division II tournament appearances. Now, this year, the Falcons finished the regular season with an 11-7 and mark, 9-3 and in the GNAC and clinch the number two seed in this week's GNAC Women's Soccer Championships. Let's talk a little bit about this year's team. How is this different than the, the ones you've had in, in, in recent years? 
Well, I think, um, you know, this one's maybe a little bit younger um, in terms of influence. We've got, uh, you know, some of our, our freshmen and sophomores come in and, and do a lot of the, the heavy lifting for us. Um, and that's not to say that the upperclassmen haven't done the same, but um, I think the the growing influence of the younger players is maybe a little different than what we've had here the past few years. When you talk about younger players, the, the freshmen, the sophomores coming in, the redshirt freshmen, what, what have you, at what point do you really feel that they are fully integrated into the into your system? And it's certainly there, there's going to have player growth over the course of their careers. But at what point into the season, sixth game, 12th game? I mean, is there a point where you can say, yeah, they've got it now? I think they all kind of develop at a little different pace. Um, some of them, depending upon, uh, you know, where they played in their youth soccer careers, have played in big, high-level games, um, and those ones tend to acclimate a little bit quicker. Um, other ones coming from uh, smaller clubs may not have played in games with the, with the tension that a college soccer game creates. So they all kind of develop at their own pace. But um, I think, you know, that six, seven game mark for sure is where they figure out that it's 11 v 11, the same that they've yeah. been playing before, maybe a little bit faster, maybe the, the times when they get tackled, it hurts a little bit more afterwards. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the pace of the game's increased. But certainly by that point, I think they, they start to recognize that it's, it's definitely the same game that they've played before. Yeah, you bring up an interesting point, and I've heard, I hear about this in, in pretty much, and I think this goes across the board in, in all collegiate athletics from the high school to the collegiate ranks. Things are certainly faster, but they're faster mentally as well. You have to, you have to think faster. Uh, it's not just all in terms of the physical ability. It's the thinking fast ability as well. Is that true? Absolutely, yeah. I just think, um, you know, uh, that with the game and, and some of it is is a chicken and an egg in terms of the physicality and the mentality piece. Um, when the game's moving faster, things happen quicker. You have to be on your toes. You have to think about what the next thing is going to be. Um, and so that mental piece is uh, is a huge piece, um, especially for the younger players. You know, they're dealing with a lot of stuff being away from home for the first time with some of them, different coaches, different teammates. Um, a lot of the language is very similar in terms of how people speak our game, um, but some of it's a little bit different. And for for those guys that are young, it's trying to figure out exactly what they're being asked to do um, literally in the language that's being used um, and then applying that information in the game in maybe a different position than they played as a youth player, um, a different role than maybe they had. So um, for sure, that, that mentality piece um, and, and the, the speed of the game and the processing of the information that's being uh, presented to them by how quick the game is going is an adjustment period for all of the younger players. As we mentioned, the Falcons' number two seed in this week's GNAC Women's Soccer Championships, but even though they're the number two seed, Seattle Pacific is going to be hosting the tournament at its beautiful Interbase Stadium this coming Thursday and Saturday. I, I know you just love to be able to host, but is there a little added pressure with being the host site as well? Maybe. I mean, I think that some of that pressure is off at this point because I think it's more the pressure to actually be there. 
um, and and be participating. Um, at this point, um, you know, I think uh, all these teams have played each other, um, very familiar with each other. It's certainly the three teams that gave us the, the toughest games through the conference season. Um, and we've all earned our way there. So I think the, the pressure now um, is relatively even for everybody. Um, you know, for us being the host, I think uh, we're looking at it as, as a blessing and, and we're, we're fortunate to, uh, to have the ability to play in a stadium that we're very, very comfortable and very, very familiar with. Yeah, well, and it's one that the fans will enjoy too. So get out and and enjoy this weekend's or well, say Saturday's GNAC Women's Soccer Championships there at Interbase Stadium there in Seattle. Uh, let's talk a little bit. You at three o'clock on Thursday have the opportunity to take on Western Oregon. Then the the second semifinal comes up at at, at seven o'clock. But let's talk about your match with Western Oregon. What challenges do the do the Wolves present, and, and what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of matchup do you expect there at three o'clock on Thursday? It'll be a good one. I mean, we've split the series um, so far. Uh, we went down to uh, to Monmouth, and and they took advantage of us and, and beat us two zero. Um, and then we played a couple weeks ago up in Seattle um at Interbase Stadium and uh they, it's it's a hard hard matchup for us. I think they're super hard working team. Um they've created a ton of momentum this year. I think uh, a coaching change there has has provided those players with a huge lift. Um and they are they are flying on all cylinders and have a ton of confidence in uh in themselves and and their style of play. It appears to me, top to bottom, uh, GNAC women's soccer now, that, uh, and I know that this is kind of the cliche, but there is no more night off during the, and certainly the regular season now in the books, but there is no night off during the regular season. As that is the case, does that make all four of the teams that are going to be advancing into the tournament really battle-tested and ready to go? I think for sure. Um, you know, like you said, it, the the league continues to grow, um, and and there's no there's no easy outs in in this league. Some of that's the geography, and some of the places that we travel um, make it make it difficult. Um, but I think the the level of coaching and the types of players that our schools and our institutions are able to attract um, has just risen and risen and risen. As you mentioned at the outset, I've been around in this conference for a long time, and to watch it grow has been something. That's that's pretty special and pretty fun to see how competitive it's gotten, um, and certainly these teams that have advanced to to the championship have earned their way in. It's been yeah. it's been a long road for all four of us, um, and and we've really been challenged and tested um, in various ways throughout the course of the season, and arrived in a place that, um, like I said, was was earned through the hard work of the players on the field. And the hard work of the coaches, too. So don't sell yourself <laughs> short there, young man. Fifth season as head coach of the Falcons, R.B. Busey, Seattle Pacific head women's soccer coach, joining us tonight on GNAC Insider. Well, continued success there with the Falcons, and I look forward to the next time we get the opportunity to talk again here on GNAC Insider. Absolutely appreciate it, Rob. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. R.B. Busey joining us tonight from Seattle. Time for us now to uh, take a look at what's happening this week in the GNAC. Well, tonight does mark another night of GNAC Volleyball as Seattle Pacific is hosting St. Martin's. matter of fact, that, uh, that match is going on right now. And you can tune into that match following tonight's GNAC Insider. Just go to GNACsports.com.
The GNAC football regular season will come to an end Saturday. Simon Frazier will host Central Washington in the only GNAC matchup this week. With a victory, the Wildcats can clinch a share of the GNAC title with Western Oregon. This week also marks the end of the men's soccer regular season. GNAC champion Western Washington will host Simon Frazier Thursday before going to Portland to play Concordia on Saturday. And the complete field is set for this week's GNAC Women's Soccer Championships, hosted, as we mentioned, by Seattle Pacific at Interbase Stadium. The regular season champion Western Washington Vikings will play fourth-seeded Central Washington in Thursday's first semifinal matchup, while number two Seattle Pacific will play number three Western Oregon in the second semifinal. The tournament champion will earn an automatic bid to the NCAA Regionals, I'd like to encourage you to get out and uh, watch that tournament. It's going to be a good one, and you can purchase your tickets online at GNACTickets.com. That's GNACTickets.com. And remember, for the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACSports.com to find news, statistics, standings, and, well, pretty much everything you'd want to know about the GNAC. Also, connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can do so at GNAC. Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider. We'll do so right after this timeout. Make sure to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. MSU Billings brought my future into focus. With over 100 academic options, the choice is clear. I chose health and human performance, music and business, math and physical sciences, elementary education, radiologic technology. MSUB offers more online courses than any institution in Montana. Professors make courses meaningful. My internship puts what I'm learning into motion. MSUB is the most affordable option in the region. Experience the MSUB Advantage. Well, it's been another quick trip around the GNAC tonight. Certainly glad to have you along. Thanks to our guests tonight, R.B. Busey, Seattle Pacific women's head soccer coach, Drew Farnsworth, Western Washington men's soccer star, and Bethany Danner, Northwest Nazarene women's cross-country standout for joining us tonight. Also, thanks to Kaho Akau, our producer. Thanks to Commissioner Dave Hagman, and thanks to you for joining us. We will talk to you one week from now next Make Tuesday, sure 7 p.m. for our next media. GNAC Insider, and we will join you at that time. But until next Tuesday at 7 p.m., you can now consider yourself a GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry saying so long for now. You've been listening to GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.